We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, we just are not ready to play against that defense. I thought we were going to be a little better, but we really just didn't do the things offensively. They're very difficult to play against. Um, They're in the top two or three teams every year defensively. You don't want to play them the first game. Offenses take a little bit more time. Um, I thought defensively did okay, did a lot of the things we needed to do, but offensively, we just really never got movement, and when we got it, uh, we just really didn't get positive actions off the movement. So, a tough game, tough team to play the first game, but we learned from it, and uh, we won't play anybody better defensively this year except when we have to play them again. So, I thought they'd be better defensively than last year because I don't, I mean, I know nobody will agree, Tony won't agree with me, but I think that we were able to get by Guy sometimes. And Jerome, you can't get by the little kid, and Key's a tremendous defender. So I think when they're, I think they're as, maybe better defensively, at least they're at least as good. And offensively, they don't, you know, they don't make the shots that they have done, could do last year. You know, you never want to play these league games early. It's stupid. It's just a money grab. They got scheduled games for TV, for the TV contract, so you got to play games early, and then somebody had the brilliant idea of opening up the first game with a league game. I, I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's smart. Um, you want to build up to the league. The league's the most important thing, so why would you play the first game of the year in the league? Now, actually, in, in reality, they only got 10 offensive rebounds, which is really not bad. The reason they got so many rebounds is because we missed so many shots. We can't miss that many shots and be in the game. You know, we our offense was just no, not good. You know, and not that it, it's going to be tough against them, but you, it, it, it can't be that tough. You're never going to be prepared for Virginia. They're the best defensive team in the country, and you're in, you're out. And, uh, uh, you know, we did a pretty good job defensively, for especially for a long point. I mean, they scored 10 points in the first 10 minutes. The problem is we scored two. So, you know, it's not defense. Our defense was respectable, actually a little better than that. You know, we, we've got guys that can shoot. We've got to get them. I've got to get them in better position to get them better shots, better looks. And, uh, you know, we'll see how we can go in the next week or so to get ready. We'll play another NCAA tournament team next week. So we got two games in a row against NCAA tournament teams that we got to get a whole new look team, try to get them ready, and uh, we'll work hard this week, and uh, we'll bounce back next week. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. 
What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the first Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Sorry, we're a day late. Um, Joe had some family in town. So yes. that takes priority. Yes, and so we're here. We're here as soon as we could. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, James Zuba from Noon's Magician is going to join us. We're going to play a little buy, sell, or hold. Pick his brain a little bit uh, for about some Syracuse orange basketball. And, um, you know, we're going to be back here soon, sooner than later, to give you the Colgate preview. Um. You know, which is Wednesday, right? Games are a week apart, right? Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we're going to do all that. We're going to get into it all here in a minute. But first, as always, we got to give a shout out to the sponsors. The first one here I'm going to talk about the show is proudly sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Look, um, you know, this is the number one men's grooming kit. All right. It offers the precision engineered tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned their trimmer. If you got the mower 1.0, I'm sorry. I am so sorry because the mower 2.0 is out. It is waterproof. It has skin safe technology so the trimmer won't snag your bag. Okay? And it also... (laughs) It also is rechargeable. You cannot beat that, folks. Waterproof and rechargeable. So, um, and it won't snag you. So, accidents are a thing of the past. And as you well know, Joe, and I will say this every time we do this read here, you don't want to use the same trimmer on your shrimper. Yeah, you get it. On your face. (laughs) Joe is so not entertained by the Manscaped read, but I know something. I know something. He's getting one for Christmas. I know. No, no. Oh, no. He may end up with two because he's probably already bought his own. If you want to get 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped.com, go to uh, go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair uh, at checkout and get that 20% off and free shipping. You get the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Get the cologne. Get the plow, which is the – this is a, a – um, Two-sided razor, and I, I talked with my buddy, <laughs> Joey, farm tool. Joey from the barber shop. No, I talked to Joe, bar, Joey the barber. He says, look, man, just stretch the skin, go straight down, you're good to go. I said, so you don't use it below the belt? He says, bro, no, don't use that below the belt. What's wrong with you? So go ahead. I do my I do my neck with it. I do my neck with it. Does a fantastic job. And hey, you know, just stretch the skin. It's used for sheep. <laughs> it is called the plow. I, I don't know. Uh, again, get 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you, manscaped.com. All right. Hey, hey. So, hey. Just hey, just hey. so there's no confusion, it's waterproof and it's rechargeable. I would not suggest doing it at the same time. <laughs> you know what, Joe? Hey. Hats off to Mr. Safety over here. That is a very OSHA. <laughs> uh, very good, Joe. I appreciate that. Keeping everybody safe. All right, look. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Uh, Syracuse. Um, now, well, let me start with this. I would be blowing smoke up of everyone's. Okay, and, and I'm going to own this. If I oh, told, there he is. If, if I told you, 
that I wasn't severely disappointed with the offense. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I expected that because I didn't. So um, there's that. I'm, I can admit when I'm wrong. Uh, and I got that one wrong. Very wrong. So, and <sighs> as, as many of you did too, I'm sure. Uh, Syracuse gets dropped 48 to 34 against defending national champions UVA in front of a crowd of 22,518 at the Carrier Dome. This was the first Syracuse season opener loss since the 03 04 season, okay? The 34 points was the least amount of points a Syracuse basketball team has totaled under Bay- under Jim Beheim in his 44 years of coaching. So, mm. Um, and here's another thing, and I'm 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 not gonna double down when I'm wrong. I'm not that type of guy. This early conference play stuff, it sucks. Okay, no. <laughs> okay, Joe, Joe, that's what Joe said. He didn't like it one bit. I no. thought it was gonna be exciting. I take that back. I really do. Syracuse shot 13 of 55 against Virginia, 23.6%. The Orange were 5 of 29 from three-point range. That was 17%. They were out-rebounded 47 to 28. This is a problem, I think. I don't know if it's his own problem, Joe, or what, but it's plagued this team since I can remember. Uh, Virginia outscored this uh, Orange in the paint 26 to 16, and I honestly thought it was worse than that watching the game. I thought it was, but I don't know. 10 points is still a lot, but I thought it was worse. Two long scoring drops, one in the first half, only two points in the first 11 minutes, one in the second half, where we come out of the half only down by six, and Syracuse goes on about six-and-a-half-minute run where um, they don't score, or, and then Virginia goes on a 16-4 to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then, I mean, that was pretty much it. Dolzhai. He was not really himself. I don't think he was okay, but he, he grabbed nine rebounds, but not much else. He played all 40 minutes, and this is where I'm like really confused why Braswell did not hop off the bench. The Syracuse defense, it was pretty good. Uh, 16 turnovers for Virginia to nine for Syracuse, which is excellent. I think the defense, if you're going to take, a, take something away, they played really well, I think. The zone played really good, so uh, that's important too. Uh, and while getting in uh, offensive rhythm, as you heard Coach say, is a little bit more difficult. Uh, they did hold Cavali- uh, the Cavaliers to 48 points. That's pretty damn good, Joe. Under 50. Yeah. If you would have told me the first team to 50 wins, I'd have believed you. But neither one got there. So. Right. Thoughts, yeah. Joe? Definitely. Yeah, it was a tough, tough game to watch. Definitely. Uh, again, I think you just it kind of played out. I think I thought we would have made some more shots, and I was hoping to keep it close. As a Syracuse fan, obviously you want to, but. Uh, we knew the guys we were going to see with Virginia, and they're kind of just reloading. Uh, the only thing that I would say is I'm not so sold on the defensive performance. I know, I mean, first game of the season against an 11-ranked team. But they, with, yeah, we don't know their scoring. We don't know their scoring situation. Sure there's gonna be, yeah. yeah, there's going to be teams in the ACC that are better scores than them. So, again, it's the first game, and that's why I don't like it because it's going to count toward the conference, and – it's just not a true sample of what either team is going to look like. So it's just very hard to. Absolutely. That defense, I mean, every, though. <laughs> after every game, yeah, but after every game, if somebody wants to react, everyone wants to react, whether it's a, you know positive or negative, depending on if we win or we lose or you know who we play and how close it is. But it's just in basketball, especially college basketball, this, the season is so long and your team is never the same team from the first game to the last game. Uh, Sometimes that can be a positive. It can be in a positive or a negative way, um, as far as better or worse. But uh, that's just a tough team to start with. And I know, uh, you know, Beheim said something about 
not being being able to you know you can never prepare for Virginia because how good their their defense is. I'd say the only the only thing that I would disagree with at that is maybe just mental mental preparation, um, just offensive mental preparation, and uh, obviously just team preparation and knowing what the roles, responsibilities, rotations look like. And again, this Bayheim's famous for it. The first non conference, he plays a whole bunch of people, moves people around, rotates and tries to see who clicks with who and who's got the hot hand and what people can do and gives people opportunities and kind of rolls with the hot hand. And that's what you saw last night. Uh, I know some people might have wanted to see a little more, but again, it is still a conference game. So he's just trying to get a spark from somebody and see if they can't just win a game that I don't think anybody was expecting us to win. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, as far as that goes, I mean, we can sit here and we can talk about the numbers and the stats and this, this and that. I just don't think it matters that much. And sadly, I'm just the silver lining for me is that we didn't we're not like an NC State where we had an injury. They had an injury or right. You know, got lost to lost to Georgia Tech. I mean, they say that NC State didn't get into the tournament last year because of losses to Wake Forest and Georgia Tech. And to have to play a fringe team like that, you know, at least we played a team that people weren't, they're ranked and people, they're going to be ranked and people aren't, weren't expecting us to, to beat. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you say we bring James on, Joe? You do that now? Sounds good to me. Sounds All good right. to me. All right. Joining us now, Syracuse Orange basketball beat writer for NoonsMagician.com, the one, the only, James Zuba. James, how you doing? At James Zuba, by the way. For all those curious, I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. Uh, Friday night here, I just got home. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a little bit of banana mixed in. So, oh, I can't complain, man. I'm doing well. How there we go. You there animal. We go. You animal. Well, I have to tell you now. I would have never brought this up before, but I had a peanut butter and fluff with jelly sandwich as soon as I got home from work today. I mean, oh man, the trifecta. I don't know. I don't know about that. Fluff. That's the trifecta, guys. Come on. Um, I like it. <laughs> try it, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, look, James, says I, your Twitter bio says you're from the 315. Uh, whereabouts are you from? I'm very proud they're from the 315. Uh, Central Square area. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if you guys are, you venture up that far north, but, you know, about 20 miles north of the city and, you know, very, very proudly from the area. I love Syracuse. Still have a lot of. A lot of friends up there. I live down in New York City now, but you know, still a lot of, a lot of friends, a lot of family, and, and a lot of people that I care very deeply about up there. So, uh, you know, great, great community. Can't say enough about Syracuse. I love it. Oh, absolutely. I will, I will hands down argue with anybody. We, Joe, and I grew up in the village of East Syracuse. Well, yeah, okay. I grew up in the village in like Fremont, East Syracuse. We both graduated from ESM, mm-hmm. and uh, I will contend this is the best place to grow up. Seriously, it was. Ah. Awesome. It's nostalgic. I went home for the football game last week and, um, you know, which was awful, but it was still, I still had a great time. It's nostalgic going to the dome, you know, somewhere we went is, uh, growing up and everything. It's really cool. So anyway, uh, I don't know. Being from the South, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I kind of miss the snow till I see it. So, <laughs> oh yeah, well I don't miss the snow. It snowed in Syracuse today. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, we're just, we're into November, so that means snow. But, I, uh, I know. It. Yeah, let's let's get to it. What do you guys got? Um, so, five star power forward Isaiah Jackson. He's set to announce this Saturday. I think at two thirty, he's got it narrowed down to Syracuse, Kentucky, and Alabama. James, how do you see it? He does. 
He does. Uh, Syracuse fans won't like me very much for this one, but I, I think he's going to Alabama, believe it or not. And, you know, if you look on his face, you know, Kentucky certainly, that's that's the primetime destination for, for a top-ranked recruit. And Syracuse, historically, no doubt, a bigger program than Alabama. But I think when you look at it, Nate, Nate Oates just took over that program. And as we know, you know, he's he coached in around the Detroit area at Romulus High School for over 10 years. You know, he coached high school basketball there. So he has a lot of inroads and a lot of ties with people in that area. And, of course, that's where that's where Isaiah Jackson is from. And uh, I think when you look at it, you know, he really enjoyed his, his Alabama visit. And he, he did really enjoy his Syracuse visit as well. Um, you know, had some his father had some really good things to say about the program and the family atmosphere and all those things. So I, I think Syracuse does have a shot. You know, I, I certainly think Kentucky has a shot as well. But um, I, I do think if I'm going to lean one way or the other, I think he's going to go to Alabama. Still good to get the in the top three recognition. I think that's important. We've had a few of them, but we haven't we haven't we haven't you know pinned any down. But I guess it's okay to be right. there, right? Um, right. And, so, and you know, no, no shame in that. And Syracuse already has two guys coming in next year. You know, you secured a commitment at forward from Woody Newton, and you also got a commitment from Kadari Richmond the other week, who's a six-five combo guard who, you know, fits the mold of what Syracuse is looking for—that kind of guard and all those things. So, not not all is lost on the recruiting front. I know people are upset about. You know, you're going to go over two on the Jacksons this year, I guess. Andre's going to UConn. And, you know, if Isaiah does choose another school, you're going to go over two there. But, uh, you know, not not all is lost on the recruiting front. And certainly this program's not recruiting at the one, the level that it once was. But um, they're still in these these conversations. They're still in the mix with these guys. So, um, you know, it's not, not all is lost there. Um, your thoughts – and Joe, I want to get yours too. I kind of know yours a little bit, but we didn't, we haven't talked about it yet. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on opening the season with a conference game, James? Is it stupid? <laughs> to quote the it's great a, Jim Beheim, it's, <laughs> it's a money grab. It's a money grab. Hey, yeah. I have, you know, Beheim's right. Like, say what you will, and he might have rubbed some people the wrong way with that one. But you know, let's let's call a spade a spade. This this is exactly what it is, and you know, it's it's a money play. The ACC network is new, and you know, you got to get your subscribers. You want to get people to call on the cable company and say, hey, why don't you have the ACC network? We need that. And that's, that's what this is. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, marketing up the game and getting subscribers for the network and that sort of thing. So, um, you, you know, I, I think from, from a fan perspective, it's, it's great to get excited about these kind of games and have a, have a big event to start the year. But, no, I, I'm not a fan of it just because you have, you know, you're going to 20 league games this year and you have one to open the season, one in mid-December, and then all the rest of the games after January. So it doesn't really make sense to me from, from that point of view. And then, you know, this is separate from the ACC, but when you have these big games to start the year, uh, you know, I was, I was at MSG earlier this week for the, the Duke and Kansas game and, you know, Michigan State, and Kentucky, they're not very good games. So, you know, you have a bunch of young guys and, and, you know, new guys stepping into roles and that sort of thing, and you don't get the best brand of basketball. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's cool. It's, it's a novelty to, to have a big game to start the year, but, but at what cost, you know? So, so ultimately I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not sold on the, the idea of these games. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. James, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people that would, their answer would probably depend on whether we won or lost. Right. Uh, but <laughs> I think the way that we are looking at it is more or less 
those are important games. And like you said, yeah, it's a money grab, but you're talking about important games uh, that mean something as far as in the conference, and they're going to mean something down the road. And you just get this watered down game of, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, and um, it's just like you said, at, at what cost? And I, I like I, I mentioned to Sean earlier, I'm just I'm kind of glad as far as the silver lining that it actually was somebody like a Virginia because we could be sitting in a, a seat like NC State where they just got a loss against Georgia Tech when maybe they don't lose that yep. game a month from now. And that might hurt them come tournament time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was, I got to be honest, I was, I was a little sold on it. I took the bait and, um, I, I quickly, <laughs> I quickly admitted my faults and, um, reverse course, obviously, um, James, 34 points, buddy, 34 <laughs> points. It just is just, it's awful. It's terrible. So here's a question. Wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Thir- 34 points in the game? I thought it was the first half. 34 <laughs> points in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're still waiting for halftime to end. It, with going 11, <laughs> with going, what, scoring two two points in 11 minutes, and they still couldn't double their first half total. It was, You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. I mean, I was just, I didn't think it was going to happen, but but here's the thing. You had, you had Mark, he played all 40 minutes, and he wasn't great. So, were you surprised that you saw zero burn from Braswell at all? He's nothing. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised, and especially considering just how much the offense struggled. You, you know, thirty-four points, as you mentioned, and the lowest point total in Jim Beheim's forty-four year coaching career. That's and it extends well beyond that, back to World War II. Everybody's saying nineteen forty-five yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. So, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. Given that, um, I, I was surprised that, that Braswell didn't at least get a chance, just because you know he went out in the first exhibition game and what did he have? He had nineteen points on yeah. seven or eight shots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, uh, the the game that he played that against against D two competition. Okay, fair enough, but. You know, it did seem like a game where there was some opportunity for him and he just never got in the game. So I, I was a little bit surprised there just to, to, to see how much the offense struggled and knowing what he can bring on the offensive end. I was, yeah, I was a little surprised he didn't get any run. Yeah, I was too. I was really, I really like him a lot. Um, Joe's mentioned, you know, <laughs> he doesn't even know if he's going to be, I mean, like, he's a potential transfer. Like, you know, so Joe. Were you surprised at yeah. all? What'd you think? Not, not really. I mean, I was surprised a, a little bit. Wow, all I was, right. I, was, all I mean, I'm. I was more surprised that Guerriere didn't play more. Um, that's that was more my surprise than anything else. Uh, I mean, it, looking back on it, it does make sense because as soon as Kerry kind of made a mistake or it's, things were going stagnant with with him, they kind of took him out for somebody else to try to get a spark offensively. And it wasn't like anybody was playing. I think Merrick played well, but he wasn't playing that great to where you couldn't have taken him out and possibly given somebody a chance because nobody was shooting good. So you might as well. So Nine I can rebounds. see that logic. That's what I did. can see that logic, but I would, I would have assumed that, that Gary air probably would have gotten more of that burn. Um, but yeah, I can understand the logic of, especially in an early game to be able to, throw Braswell in there because nobody really was doing anything offensively. All right, here we go. Here we're going to play buy seller hold real quick. And then after this, I got uh, another question for you, James, but here we go. 
Um, this is how it works. Three questions. You're permitted only one hold in those three. You can't just hold them all. Okay. J- Joe, all right. you got that? Joe? <sighs> all right. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> uh, James, you'll you'll go first. You'll go first. Here we go. Uh, on Twitter, at TomHartnet21, he says, so buy, sell, or hold. The team is better served with Mara coming off of the bench and uh, Gary A starting. Ooh. Man, I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm going to sell there, and, and not for the reasons that you might think. Uh, I, I think it's too soon to to tell whether the team will be better with Marek coming off the bench or starting. And I'm not sure that necessarily matters so much. Um, I think both of those guys bring a little bit something different to the table. Uh, but but I don't necessarily agree that you know who, who starts. And, and yeah, I, I don't necessarily buy that because Marek could play a little bit of center. And Gary Eric could play on the wing as well. So, but uh, I think it's too soon to to come to any sort of conclusion. And, and those guys both bring a different skill set to the table. Yeah, I would sell too, and I would sell because what my number one reason is because Mark doesn't have a lot of those games. That was that was really bad. But he doesn't have a lot of those. He's at use. He's usually at least assisting or creating turnovers. He didn't do a whole lot of that. But um, usually see more out of him. I think he's got the experience. I would, I would, I would keep him out there too. Joe, sell. Okay, you know, I have to three go sells. three repeat with all y'all. But at the end of the day, like <laughs> you said, if he played forty, him and Elijah Hughes were the only guys that played the, the whole game. So that just tells me that Jim Baham is going to rely a lot with 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 him, and I don't I don't see him not starting. All right, um, Paul Esden Jr. on Facebook from inside the Loud House. He says. Jalen Carey is the answer at point guard. James. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go hold for now. Okay. And okay. I would, <laughs> I would answer that with another question, which what what is he the, the answer to? And I think that Jalen brings some very different things to the table. Uh, I think he's a different kind of point guard. He's a different kind of guard than all the other guards on the roster. And that, you know, he likes to get to the rim. He likes to get up and down, get downhill and finish around the rim and, and pull up for mid range. So uh, it depends what, what the, you know, what he's answering, but I, I am strong on Jalen. I do think he could have a good year, um, but, but it's a hold for now. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, by the way, real quick, James, you had a lengthy piece on Jalen Carey. What was it last week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, everybody, the past week actually. Yeah, everybody, go check and, that out. I learned a ton of stuff there. What did you learn, James, in that doing in researching that and getting that done? Just how hard his his come up was as a player, and and how hard he worked. And um, you know, I, I spoke with his dad, I spoke with his mom, and and his dad was you know just instrumental in in who he is, and you know why he is the way that he is, and. Um, I definitely learned just how much his hometown Harlem meant to him and how much it molded him. And, you know, just things like him saying, you know, I was out there every day, you know, working with my dad, getting shots up, whether it was in the snow or in the rain and his dad you know, just him. how hard his dad pushed him yeah. and, and what it took, you know, the discipline and sacrifice, just, you know, commuting two hours a day, just, just to get to New Jersey to play high school basketball, to, to be in a better league and get more exposure and those, those sorts of things. So <laughs> it, there was a lot, there was a lot of sacrifice and a lot of effort that it took to get to where he is now at Syracuse. Played on the same, grew up playing and practicing on the same court as uh, Pearl Washington and uh, yeah, Autry, right? Yeah, very very cool too. That's something I didn't realize as well. And 
you know, he, he would say that, you know, we, we go to the kingdom and get shots up and I'm like, wait, the kingdom, like that's, you know, he lived right there and that's where Pearl used to go. That's where Autry used to go. And Autry also knew Jalen's dad growing up. So oh, no kidding. Um, they, they were familiar with one each other. Yeah. Yeah. So a very, very cool dynamic. You know, Autry was a couple of years older, but they played basketball with and against each other as kids. So when Jalen was being recruited by Syracuse, you know, they, they sort of got to reminisce on old times and, and growing up. I don't think they were they were that close, but they, they knew who each other were and they, they right. knew each other well enough to where there was a little bit of a connection there. So that was that was kind of cool. The other thing I learned from that real quick, and I'll go to you, Joe, is that um, Washington uh, rode a motorcycle. I had no idea. Was I supposed to know that? I had no idea. He rode his motorcycle to the court. I didn't know. (laughs) When I was doing research, I came across the slam piece, and I was like, man. Like, he, the the way that the, I forget who was interviewed, but the way that this guy said it was like, Pearl would show up on his motorcycle, he said, with a fly girl on the background. He'd show up at the kingdom, (laughs) drop 55 points, and then he just left like it was nothing. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) awesome. Like, already sort of a New York City legend before he got to Syracuse. That's awesome. Joe, Jalen Carey is the answer at point guard. I can sell more than once, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm hey, I'm just asking about just yeah. verifying the rules here. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say sell, and it's not because I don't think that Jalen Carey can get the job that I think that it's because I think that we do have four capable guards, and I think that it would be um not in Jim Beheim's interest to allow them to not all be a part of this team as far as I think that the depth can really make this team better than just, you know, how usually he's Howard 38 minutes. There's so many people get so many minutes. You know what I mean? I think that, that this team would be better served with a good rotation and Beheim figuring out a way to use all four of those guards than the way that he traditionally does it. Um, I just don't see huge gaps between all of them. And I think that they all kind of got their own little thing that depending on the matchup can work better than maybe somebody else's skill. So that's why I sell. I get you. Um, I'm going to hold. I'm with James, but I, I maybe for a different reason. And um, I just, I think Kerry last year, he's, he made me really nervous bringing the ball up a lot of times. And a lot of times he made me nervous in fast break. And he made me nervous <laughs> driving the lane. He made me nervous a lot with the ball. I think, I think he's a little bit better this year. And I want to give him a little bit more time. So I'm going to hold on that. One thing is for sure, though, and that is that Gerard is fantastic with the ball. I just think that Jalen's experience might be to his benefit this year. So um, I would hold on that. That's me. Last one. Uh, Last year's basketball team averaged 69.7 points a game. This year's team... Will average more, James. Uh, I will. I will buy that, and I, I do think this is a better offensive team than what Syracuse had last year. Um, seven, you know, sixty nine point seven. That's also somewhat of a low bar. So, you know, I'll buy that. Obviously, they have some work to do trying to make up for that thirty four point showing in the opener. But, but I buy that. All right, Joe. I'm gonna hold. Oh boy, that's his hold. Okay. No, 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 I did two. I did two oh, cells. Yeah, two I did two cells. cells. Yeah. Two so cells. no, my whole <laughs> trying to get me. Trying to, <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I'm only going to say hold. And only because there, I saw too much of, even though same 
or different players, it kind of looked too much like the same offense as the last couple years. And we don't have as many good one-on-one players that we did like Brissett in, in battle. Um, so again, um, Jim Beheim he acknowledged the fact that he's got to put his players in better positions to score points. Um, but until I see it, I'm going to have to hold. Well, Joe's making me double guess, but I already held. So, <laughs> yep, you did. so I did, I did, but you bring up a great point and it reminded me of, of, of what happened during that game is when they stopped even bothering with any type of picks and they were just, you know, handing the ball off like it was a medicine ball. Like they were freaking working out with it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it, I mean, it made, that made me a little nervous, but I'm going to chalk that up to the Virginia defense. I agree with coach. I don't think we're going to be playing another defense like that probably until we play them again. I would, I would buy that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to buy this Mm -hmm. as well. I think this team will average more points this year. I think that that was just, a really that was probably the worst case scenario for an open to a team that's been hyped about its offensive play. It's probably <laughs> the worst case no scenario doubt. for them. So uh, I'm going to buy that. I think we pull off a pull off over 70. I'll say so. That's that. Um, James, I got one more for you. I just want what were your ta- what were your takeaways, if any, from UVA? And do you have, are you trying to set any expectations? Do you have any idea what things might look like going forward? My, my biggest takeaway is that there shouldn't be too many takeaways from it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you I go. Mean, exactly. We saw, we saw a lot of takeaways, you know, like the, the sky's falling, the, the offense is terrible again. It goes back to what the offense has been for the last five years. And, and to that, I said, you know, on the news podcast as well, is like, those people might be right. Like you, you might be right, but I think it's just too soon to draw any sort of conclusions about that game because you're dealing with a a Virginia program that since Syracuse joined the ACC has been a top five Ken Palm defensive efficiency team every year, except for in 2016, I think they were number seven. So, you know, everybody knows this is what Virginia does. They, they make it tough on you. They play the pack line. They, they cut down those passing lanes. You know, they cut down those driving lanes. It's very difficult. That's that's what they do. That's their MO. So to, to that, I would say, you know, let's let's wait and see how they play over the next four games before heading down to New York City. And, you know, there, there might be some things that they have to adjust to. But, you know, I, I'm almost willing to throw this game in the trash and say, OK, we, you know, we, we start the season um, officially against Colgate on Wednesday. We'll see how the team looks and then we'll we'll make some more accurate opinions. Right, because it doesn't really hurt us. Right now, I don't think it will hurt us. At the end of the day, you lose to Virginia; they're probably going to be a good a good team this year. We, uh, like I said, we don't know what their mm-hmm. offense really looks like. I don't think, but like Coach said, the offense takes longer to to come to fruition. And you know, same. I mean, you can say the same thing about us. So, um, yeah, <laughs> J- James, we appreciate you you coming yes, on. Yes, sir. Absolutely, that was excellent. That was our first like. Big buy, sell, or hold deal. So, and I asked the, yeah. and I asked, I, I, liked it. I asked the, I asked the, 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 everybody on social media, and look, this is how you play it. That's how you play it, guys. Because nobody had any idea. They thought I was. They, if you go through, <laughs> there were some the, confused people. The, right, Joe? Because yeah. they thought I was like bashing the team. I was getting, I was getting, um, I was getting fan shamed on on social media today. I'm like, no, you asked the question. I'm not saying anything. So <laughs> they're like, so it's like, no, that's not what we're okay. 
So talk about and, the team and talk in a way that I agree about it with you. Yes. It's a yes. What do you mean? Well, like, hey, every, everybody wants to talk about Syracuse, but only if you agree with me. Yeah, the yeah. fan shaming. I mean, it's it's reached yeah. peak height. Uh, but you you're know, not a real fan. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. here there's we a, go with the real. Fan. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a little bit you're of not that. A real fan. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always been, and that brings me to this. All right, one more question. You grew up in Central Square. Have you ever met a more fickle fan base than Syracuse fans? Oh, man. Uh, I, I got to say no. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. You know, I mean, like, you know, Kentucky Kentucky is like a big fan base. And they had that thing where what was what was the rest that had like the, the really the bad call in the final four? And people were like giving his business negative reviews on Yelp and all that. Oh my stuff. gosh. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty fickle fan bases out there, but this one, I don't know, man, you get both ends of the spectrum and every, everywhere in between and, and all kinds of things. And yeah, you, you see some stuff. So I, I don't know, man, if, if there's a more fickle fan base outside of Syracuse, I, I don't know what it is. Oh yeah. And there's not a lot of diehards and that's the thing because it's mm-hmm. like they have a good year last year. And then all of a sudden you see, everything the fair weather yeah the fair weather part and it's just like uh you know and then then you see a fan base like florida state where they're willing to come together and get 20 million dollars together to buy out willie taggart's job so uh <laughs> that's that's a know, fa- that's a could, dedicated fan base. fan base you know and so <laughs> yeah well um james again we thank you we would love to have you back on we would love to have you yeah, back on. Yeah, man, let's do it. Okay, awesome. Anytime. I'm getting to some games this season, and it's you know we got a lot of a lot of season left ahead of us. So you know, anytime, I would love to. I had I had a blast, and I, I love the buy seller hold segment. That's great. I awesome. love that. Awesome. We will definitely do it again. So cool. Remember, James, you do the snow angels on center court of the away teams. <laughs> keep keep it up. I, keep it up. Okay, because it's a it's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Hey. Love so, it, love it. Hey, so I'm going to get kicked out one of these times. That's kind of the goal. I want to just do it until I get yelled at. You I really guess. tried at Duke. You really tried at Duke. Just, you did. Just pu- did. pushing the limits. I did. No, Nobody said anything to me yet, so we'll see how long I can get away with it for. All right. At James Zuba on Twitter. That's S-Z-U-B-A. Go there. Give him a follow. Check him out. Noon's Magician. And check out the podcast. Noon's Magician. Uh, Troy Noon's is an absolute podcast. Thank you, James. All right. I want to thank James for coming on. You know who else I want to thank? Yes, it was. It was excellent. And uh, I can't wait to have him back. You know who else I got to thank, though, Joe? You know know who. Don't, don't don't, Don't play dumb with me. My bookie. Listen. No, you're going to thank me. Thank you. Listen. Oh. No. No. Wrong again. Listen, my bookie, the premier online betting sports book. Go there, check them out. If you know what betting online is all about, then why not try my bookie if you're not already? I got a killer deal for you. This deal's been going on longer than I ever remember it going. And um, here's the other thing: if you if you don't know what online betting is all about, then you should probably research it. Make sure it's right for you, and um, we'll take it from there. So. My bookie, as I mentioned, the premier place to bet in all your favorite pro college football action every weekend. Uh, they have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet at mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. 
uh, pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and if they all come through, the rewards will be huge, Tom. Huge. Uh, tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain, my bookie wants you to get in on the action. Go to mybookie.ag right now. Use the promo code uh, chair. That's chair, C H A I R. Use that promo code. They will match you dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Okay? If you're, like, if you're a little peanuts like me, you do 50 bucks. Get another 50 bucks. You know, you're, you're playing with 100 bucks. You know, try it out. Use the promo code chair at mybookie.ag. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Joe. What's yes, up? sir. What's up, buddy? What's up? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't be getting paid lately. You uh, No, in fact, you're fired from that. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right, so playing. you can pick now. I'm just playing. I mean, I might have a better luck because if I just, I'll just pick against what you pick. I mean, I already know what you're going to pick every damn time. So why not? All right, look, do you want to do a little fan feedback? The the buy, sure. the buy seller hold was, 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 listen, well... I mean, kinda. Let's do a little fan feedback. Let's do it. How about it, Joe? How about? Sounds it? good to me, man. All right. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know the deal. Go to our socials at Cusmilish on Facebook and Twitter, and we present we 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 present to you an opportunity to comment. And leave your thoughts. What you look for is thoughts on the game. You see that? You leave your thoughts. I circle uh, roughly around 10 of them. We'll see what we can get through here. We ran a little long with James, which is totally worth it. But we'll see what we get through here, okay? At Kevin Craig, 6 on Twitter. We lost 28 games over the last two years. This year, we start four guys that were backups on those teams. Uh, Where? Four guys that were backups on those teams. The freshman class has one guy that barely made the top 100. The talent level is not... Oh, I know what he's saying. The talent level is not close to what it once was. You win with good players. What he's saying is is we're starting four guys who would be backups on um, the, the past couple years' teams. So, uh, Joe, look, obviously you win with good players. So, we've... We get a lot of three-star guys. We get a lot of three-star guys. And it's not about how many stars it is. It's about what fits the zone. So we get some four, We get four-stars, too, and five-stars are there. I mean, I get yeah. it. I get, I get where you're going. But, yes, we do recruit to the system. This, and right, sometimes exactly. that tends to bite us a little bit. Exactly. So. And the system bites us, too, by the way. Well, realistically, recently, the, the I think the main issues that we've been having – Pretty much since for Keem Christmas is it we just we don't have a, a down low scoring. Like we, we just haven't had down low scoring whatsoever. Uh it's few and far between, which means that you're relying on your other guards and forwards to play one on one, shoot from the outside, uh, take it to the hole, just stuff like that. Uh and it's you've just seen the difficulties of it. Our offense is what an offense looks like when you don't have any offense down low. Yeah, and it's one game. I mean, so these are. Well, I understand it's one game, but I'm just saying, like traditionally, I mean, do you see do you see Sadibi turning around and being a double double average machine for the no, rest of the I, year? No, but I'm not huge on Sadibi either. Like I, right. I, I think, well, okay, but any of 
Well, I mean, it just no. seems like we get these kind of tall, skinny guys. I mean, Nate, we used to get some guys that were sturdy that could hold their own down there and they'd be able to score, you yeah. know, and we yeah. just haven't had that. Um, at the big E underscore 228, uh, that was hard to watch. They are young and obviously not ready for a team like Virginia. Even still, UVA scores 48 points. If FU shoots 50%, they win by 10. Just hard game to watch. Tough week in the Dome. It was a tough week in the Dome. No no, uh, no defense. Well, no. No offense. Mm. No defense one time. No offense another time. <laughs> to be Record's fair, broken. right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, look. Yeah, record's broken in both games. Oh, mm. gosh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. At biggest, <laughs> at biggest Q's fan, uh, I think it's a mistake to take too much from this game. Uh, uh, their major players are very young, and other than Hughes, and they'll settle into their roles. The D was pretty solid. Gerard seemed to do good, a good job running the team and played within himself. Yeah, but he right. I mean, he's a good ball handler, Joe, but. I mean, we didn't see a ton of like what we expect out of Gerard. Fair, say, well, fair to say. Well, I know it's. I'm just saying. I mean, we, we. That's the truth. But I will say that when when he says, but "What do we expect? What should I we didn't, expect?" I didn't expect much. I expected more than what I saw as a team. But I didn't. I didn't. I don't set individual expectations for players. I just don't. I mean, it's, it's too. It's that's too hard anyway. I mean, right? I mean, seriously. So, right, um, but until you can actually figure out what the roles and rotations exactly, are and actually put expectations on players, right? And then that, how can you put the expectation on the team? Well, that's what I was just going to say. He said their major, uh, the major players on this team are very young, and other than huge, they'll settle into their roles. So, that's exactly it, Joe. They they will settle in, and we just don't know what that is yet. To your point. At Donnie underscore Lake, I will give him a pass on this game, but I really need to see major improvements in the next game or else it will be a long season. 34 points, seriously? I mean, the 34 points is a kick in the nads. Yeah, that's fine. It is what it is. I I just can't. Of course, there's always going to be reactions, but I'm not going to take anything seriously from this. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, even if we won, it'd be great, and obviously I'd be happy about it. But at the end of the day, I would still look at it with a, as, with a grain of salt because I would have looked at Virginia. I would have questioned Virginia and right. their talent and what, what they came and brought back because right. it's the first game. Yeah. So that's why expectations, neither negative or positive, isn't smart to take out of this. You just hope that it helps the team by playing a, a team this good on defense. And maybe we can see some results from that in the next couple of games. I've used this guy before, or I've, I've mentioned this guy before, and I always have trouble with his name, but I'm going to go for it. At K. Nabiwaniak. <laughs> okay? Kyle is his name. All right? Look. That's as best I can do. Okay? Uh, <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, it is. <laughs> Would have loved to see what Gary A. and Braswell could do. Buddy and Mark just didn't have it tonight. Buddy needs to tinker more early in the season before he closes off the bench um well look buddy buddy was off mark was off everybody was off 
I don't know. Um, I would have liked to seen Braswell. Joe, I know you're not big on that, but I would. I really would. And like James was saying about, you know, he did score 19 points on one exhibition game, but you know, we're looking at the talent. But the shot is the shots are there. I guess. I mean, I don't know how much you take away or how much you, how much you can really put, how much thought you can really put into that either. But it'd have been nice I to just see hope- him though, right? I mean, I don't like I said. I'm not. I don't go any ill will. I just base. I base I know, off I know. what I see by the talent and the roster, and then what is going on and stuff like that. And based on what happens in what's happened in history of teams, and you know, I don't want to be able to tell you that I told you so at the end of the year. But yeah. Um. Well, I know. Well, there are no. I told you so. I hope right. I'm wrong. Uh, at Terry Keys. Zero offense, just like the football team. There it is. Boom. <laughs> there it is. If I wasn't using my phone, I'd have the soundboard up. I'd give you the old rim shot. Um, <laughs> Zach says, I see promise. D was great. It's clear we have more pieces to play with this year. We can figure this out. See, I'm, I'm with Zach. I'm with Zach. Mm-hmm. I think the pieces are there. I think the defense looked good against probably what is going to turn out to be a mediocre offense. You've got um, um, what's his name in the middle? Help me out. I was just talking about this Ed- with my brother at UVA. Sadivi no. Edwards. No. Oh. Huff. Uh, no. No. Tiakidi. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, is a guy that can almost make those <laughs> those mid range jump shots in the paint. Like every time, mm-hmm. he's just he's just really good there. He's uh, well, that was the difference. It was they had the difference. Down low scoring, we didn't. Yeah, what was it? Twenty six to six, and mm-hmm. you know he was probably maybe the f- third, probably the fourth score last year. Now he's going to be like the first, so they're going right. to rely on that a ton. That's going to be able to get shut down eventually. At some point, that's going not going to work. They're going to have to rely on other guys to score. They really they really leaned on him hard. Um, for that game. So, you know, we don't know what this offense is going to look like, really. So, and I, right. I agree that the, the uh, pieces are there. We can figure it out. Brandon says, really good defense. And I think once we get going on offense, we will be very good. Again, the defense, I still think it was a very good showing by the defense, Joe. But um, what do you think? You were a little skeptical. Oh. You already touched on it a little bit. Yeah. I just think, I mean, it's again, it's hard because you don't know Judge in Virginia. Uh, they have bigger guys than us, and they have some guys that can score around the rim, and that was the difference. Uh, they out-rebounded us, and again, I, I just don't know what to expect out of it, to be perfectly honest with you. And real, realistically, uh, I mean, just people saying, oh, we're going to be a very good team, or this, this, or that. I mean, we still have to look at the expectations, look at what everyone was expecting coming into the, the season. Like, we weren't ranked. People were, weren't expecting us to be ranked, don't know what to think. And all of a sudden, there's this overreaction against Virginia in the defense. It just, it just makes zero sense. We got a couple games here, two, three, four games against our normal, what our normal non-conference schedule would look like, and you know, give our team a chance to go out there and grow and and bam, figure it out. Yeah, uh, Steve says too much standing around on offense, no movement. Have to make mm-hmm. better use of picks that were set, and they, uh, like I said earlier, they they just quit doing that and they just stopped. Uh, this team needs to to develop. Defense was okay. Yeah, he he nails a lot of it there. Defense was yeah. okay, but right. 
Um, and there was well, then again, again, coming off the picks when you have the big men taking the picks, like when big men can't score, when they pick, then they're just going to double team the ball, the pass down low. I mean, that's where you saw us break it a couple of times when Gerard was in there when Dolce would pick and then he would get the ball off in time for Dolce to be able to get it and actually allow the defense to crash on him and then somebody would be open. That happened a couple of times, but if you don't have a threat, if that person is making the pick isn't a threat on offense or with the ball, then you might as well not pick. Yeah. Well, Especially exactly. against a team like defense that knows that. Right, and it's just too easy to snuff out. Uh, yep. Rocco? Bottom line, we have no seniors, three juniors, and nine sophomores and, a, and freshmen. Nine sophomores and freshmen. This is a building year. Hope we get to the tournament and get into the next season with a chance to make some re, real noise. Uh, the team needs to forge an identity on offense, and that starts with figuring out who the pieces are. The cupcake games will be very, very good for the team, and I think we'll figure out a lot during that stretch. They'll help us when we get back to ACC play. So there's an earlier, there's another early ACC game against Georgia Tech. I think it's December 8th. So we've got about a month. Got about a good little, mm-hmm. good little stretch of some, some cupcakes, if you will. But right. yeah, uh, as he's, no seniors. That, I mean, and it is kind of a rebuilding year. It, 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 you know, he says a building year, but yeah. It is kind of a building year, you know, and, 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 you know, next year is going to be great. You know, we heard the early rumblings, Joe, of Gary A being projected in the NBA draft um, as a first-round pick, I think going 28th or something like that. So, well, we... Now hold. <laughs> yeah, right. You already held today. Yeah. You can't do oh. that. Jeez. Oh, there he is, folks. There, there he is. Oh, I he almost ne- made it. I almost made he, it. He never lets me down. He never lets uh, me down. So anyway, um, you get my point. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. I, that's all I circled. We 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 got through that. I could do more though if you want. Uh, oh, Peter says thought we were supposed to have a top ten team. Didn't look like a top thirty team. Peter, Joe, who said? Mark on Facebook brings this point up. That's why I'm going to bring it up now. Um, who said we were going to have a top 10 team? Did you ever hear that once? Mm, no. No. <laughs> Peter. To be on, perfectly man. honest with you, I would expect this year, honestly, I would expect where we've been the past couple of years. If not, maybe even a little worse. I mean, this is one of those years where we're so young where we really don't know. Now, I think the ACC might be down a little bit this year, so that might help us. Um, but I don't, I mean, at best, I see a team that's going to be watching the, the the TV on Selection Sunday nervous and right. on the bubble. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to be three years in a row, right? So. No. Um, it is what it is. Look, but hey, if that offense doesn't pick up. It might be worse. Yeah, and Joe's not very confident in the offense. He's not. Just throwing that out there. But I get it. It's kind of made me double guess myself, actually. So no, when you ter- guess no, when you have when you have that many points that leave, and then this many young players, and you don't know. I mean, you have four capable guards. A guy, you know some older forwards that you want to play because they know the system and the defense um, and their experience. But then you have other guys that like a Gary where they're talking, you know, first round pick NBA next year. Uh, 
you got to figure it out and it takes time to figure it out. So I'm just saying that I'm not very confident with it, obviously, because I haven't seen it Virginia or not. I just think Virginia's defense, it has, it had a reason, but we still need to figure it out and get an identity. Both our offenses in football and basketball right now are in the same situation. Yeah. Ain't that funny? <laughs> I mean, not ha ha funny, ironic, funny, weird, funny. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, I want to thank first. I want to thank James Zuba at James Zuba uh, yep. from Noon's Magician for coming on. And um, he was supposed to be on yesterday, and he was nice enough to uh, to uh, reschedule for us. So we appreciate that. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank all of you for um, participating in the fan feedback. And remember, the buy seller hold means you present the question. Unless it's a poll, you present the question. Okay. <laughs> thanks to and thanks to my bookie. Thanks to uh, Manscaped.com, and thanks to James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. 
Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 